Hey, what's going on, everybody? AJ here. I'm going to break down the main event between Tyron Woodley taking on Colby Covington, taking place this Saturday. Looking forward to it. These two have been jawing at each other for what's felt like years now, honestly, has. I uh, don't know the exact time frame, but uh, you know, ever since Colby Covington was making his, his rise in the rankings in the welterweight division, uh, Tyron Woodley was the champ the majority of that time. He had nonstop been calling out Tyron. I remember the uh, call out the famous call out after Colby defeated uh, a rather infamous call out against Damian Maia there in Brazil. Received a lot of uproar. Uh, he's been playing the villain role, so to speak. It's not exactly a secret at this point. Uh, so, this one is very, very highly anticipated. Uh, a lot of things to get into. But before doing so, I would just like to uh, point out to you all that uh, this week uh, I am. Featured, thankfully, gratefully, on the uh, Top Turtle MMA Prelim Primer podcast with Daniel Freeland. Uh, we broke down the prelims for this Saturday's uh, UFC event. Uh, so if you'd like to, you could check us out there. A couple other house- housekeeping things. I'm actually, thankfully, very happy on a uh, four-event winning streak. So if you'd like to, if you you know are, are a little unsure as to how to approach the, the card from a betting perspective or even from a DraftKings perspective, um, you could feel free to reach out to me via DM on Twitter at AJMMA betting or Instagram as well. Same handle website is in the bio of my, uh, the social media that I currently run. Um, so just a few different ways to, to reach out to me. Also the premium betting service that I run under could also be purchased through MMA Oddsbreaker on the premium pick section, I'm there amongst a few other very talented handicappers on the uh, top left portion of the, st- of the screen. With that said, I think I'm ready to get into this. It's just a very highly anticipated card. Just a lot of you know intri- intriguing fights. We've got some, some prospects on this card, some highly talented ones. We've just got a lot of intriguing fights. Like I said, the bad blood uh, in the main events. We've got a lot of just high action, fan-friendly fights, such as Donald Cerrone and Nico Price. The prelims are awesome. I think that there's going to be some awesome fights there as well, including Newsom versus Costa. Minner versus Laramie should be fun. So this card is a little bit of everything, to be honest with you. So really looking forward to it. But I'm here to talk about the main event. And in this main event, there is a lot to uncover. There really is. Um, for starters, I would just like to say that, and I, I do think it's important, that Colby Covington, ahead of this fight, this is his first time not training at American Top Team. And I do think that that is is a big a big deal. Not end all be all in the matchup or anything like that, which I'll get into. But just a, a thing to note, nonetheless, he had been working uh, with American Top Team all these years. His his rise in the ranks in the UFC's welterweight division, obviously that camp features just an abundance of talent. Jorge Masvidal, Dustin Poirier, just to name a couple of many very talented fighters at that camp. Uh, so the camp is known for uh, having high level fighters compete there, as well as coming in with very good game plans uh, to win fights. Uh, you see that with all their fighters that, that train out of there. I remember, you know, Yana Kunitskaya comes to mind against Yulia Storlyarenko. They just had the game plan of basically, hey, clinch this uh, woman up against the fence who will be a threat to you on the ground from her guard. Um, so if it happens to hit the ground or she pulls guard or something like that, uh, the arm bar is less likely because she's going to basically be pushed up against the fence and the arm bar opportunity will not be uh, is likely uh, to get the submission to say it otherwise would in the open space. Something like that, just a specific example that i just like to point out, basically an example of why American Top Team, I do think that from a game planning perspective, from a strategic perspective, it's a very good thing. Uh, Colby is doing this camp at MMA, MMA Masters, which features very talented fighters as well, such as Miguel Baiza. 
but it's it's a, a change of pace for him nonetheless. I don't know exactly how it's he's going to to react to that because he's been receiving been receiving all this training for all these years. It's done him so many favors. Because um, I I am honestly surprised that uh, he departed from America's Top Team because I am one of the people um, I might be the only person that that thought that you know the whole quote unquote beef uh, between Colby and all the American Top Team fighters at the time he was there that were that were open about it saying it publicly uh, was staged. I thought it was all staged. I thought it was just a way to to build Colby up even more, make him more unlikable, um, to to get. Uh, more hype on his fight, so to speak, get more eyeballs. But uh, it seems as though like the beef is is legitimate, and so he he was uh, departed as a result, and, and now he's training at MMA Masters, which again does feature some uh, very talented fighters, no doubt about it. But I just I'm not exactly sure how Kobe's going to deal with that change of pace. And on the Tyron side, um, I guess someone ironically, he is doing this camp at American Top Team has been doing some work with Duke Rufus as well per usual, uh, but per his Instagram has been working with Jorge Masvidal. That's a great look. Um, so in, like I said, American top team, Colby's been training there for years. So they know his tendencies as a fighter, where he excels, uh, areas of his game where he can improve, stuff like that. So I do think that that is an intangible going in Tyron's favor. Um, another intangible I think that I will uncover that I think is an important on the Tyron side is I just question his level of commit of commitment at this point, to be honest with you. I really do. Just looking at his Instagram, his, his bio, um, you know, he's, he's got, it looks like just plenty of other revenue streams and, and all more power to the guy. The guy's worked so hard. Um, he, he's, you know, been at such a high level for so long. He's such a well-recognized uh, man at this point. He's uh, per his Instagram. He's an actor, a stunt man, an analyst. Obviously he's featured, um, on, the, on the broadcast at times, um, TMZ as well. Um, so I just question Woodley's level of commitment. Now that said, this is a fight where he's probably most likely to get up for because like I said, these two have been beefing for years. So if there's an opponent to get Woodley uh, more motivated than say he otherwise would, it's Colby Covington. Colby Covington, without a doubt, is I think the most, uh, the fighter that will bring out the most motivation out of Tyrone Woodley because of the beef that they've had for so many years. Um, like I said, the, the motivation I think shows is you know, the transition to go to American top team. Uh, I think that's a very humble move by Woodley. But then again, I, I still question uh, how committed he actually is, where I don't have those same level of concerns uh, on the on the Colby side. In terms of the stylistic matchup, which I, I ultimately think is more compelling than these intangibles, but um, like I said, not end all be all in terms of the intangibles, but something I'd like to address nonetheless. In terms of the stylistic matchup though, I think that that's where the fight is going to be mainly won or lost. Uh, Tyron, He's kind of had that same prototype for years. He's got huge power in his hands. Um, he's an explosive athlete. And as a result, fighters going into bouts against him are very timid in striking exchanges because they, you know, fear the power of Tyron, the, the counter the counter right hand that he's shown to hurt durable fighters with. He dropped Darren Till with it. He dropped Stefan Thompson in both of their fights. Robbie Lawler, uh, one of the more notable knockouts that he has. Tyron, for years, has been known as, as a power puncher, and I still do believe that he still possesses some power in his hands. Um, so as a result, fighters in his in, in the fights that he's involved in are have lower output, uh, as Tyron typically does too, because they respect his power. But we've seen in Tyron's two most recent fights against Burns and Woodley, fighters who respect Tyron's power, no doubt about it, but aren't being super timid, are able to basically pressure him, walk him down, and just be the much more effective round winner over the course of three, five rounds, uh, five rounds in the case of both of them, and then five rounds in the case of this fight. 
basically just take away that threat of power by clinching up with him, perhaps taking him down and really just neutralizing that threat of power because Woodley, while I think his striking technique is, is solid, um, you really, the, the most compelling part of his game is that power, is that right hand that he could use to kind of just explode on you. He does have a wrestling background, but he doesn't, he's not a, a gentleman who goes out there and just shoots takedown after takedown like Colby does. Uh, if there is takedowns to be landed in this fight, I do think they will primarily come from Colby. Now, I do think that while Tyron is relatively fresh, the takedowns won't come easy. I do think that Colby can land uh, maybe a couple, particularly in the clinch with some trip takedowns. But as the fight progresses, should the fight go there, I do think that the takedowns will come easier and easier for Colby. He's just got the much better cardio down the stretch, uh, much better pace, just fights the much higher output as Colby. And he should be the more effective round winner, assuming he's not super tentative against uh, Tyron, fearing the threat of power, uh, or doesn't get caught with, with a big shot. Colby has shown to be largely durable. Obviously, he just had basically a war with Kamara Usman. I guess we, we always have to, I guess, wonder how a fighter is going to come back from a fight like that. And in addition to that, he was also stopped. Um, so we guess have to, I guess, you know, wait and see type of approach type of thing. We don't know exactly how fighters going to come back from that. But everything that I've seen throughout the vast majority of Colby's career has shown me that he's got a solid chin. Um, it took Kamara a, a while to get him out of there. Landed well north of 100 significant strikes. I think that Kamara... Uh, definitely has some power in his hands as well. Um, Colby's no, never shown to be defensively liable or anything like that on the on the feet. He's got solid footwork, good head movement, uh, keeps a, a solid defensive guard for the most part. More on that in a moment. And so I just think that, you know, Tyron's opportunity to land that big shot uh, will be limited. And I'm not exactly sold on Colby being as timid as, say, uh, fighters like Stephen Thompson were or Darren Hill were in those striking exchanges. He hasn't really shown to be that type of guy that, you know, fears power coming on the opposite side. Um, he still he's, he still respects it. He doesn't keep his hands down and his chin up or anything like that. Uh, but I wouldn't expect that he's exactly going to be afraid to close the distance, pressure Tyron, and um, land the more effective volume over the course of three uh, course of five rounds. Mix in some clinch work and, and land some takedowns. And like I said, as the fight progresses, I think the takedowns will come easier and easier. Uh, from a strategic perspective, I think that Tyron kind of needs to fight in a way that we haven't seen him fight before. Uh, it's a way that I think he's capable of, but a way that, again, we haven't seen him fight before. And that's, uh, I think he needs to attack the body here of Colby. I, we saw that in the Kamar Usman fight. If you attack the body of Colby Covington, he can't be hurt there. He puts on a pretty solid poker face, but you can see in terms of his, his body language, his hands begin to drop. Um, Tyron could capitalize on that because if he has, uh, if Colby's hands are dropping after attacking the body, that will lead those opportunities to land that big shot on the feet, those heads, the head strike, the one punch KO power, which Woodley has certainly shown much more likely than say if he wasn't attacking the body because Covington is just much more likely to keep a high guard, things like that. Whereas in the Usman fight, we saw Usman have a lot more success landing uh, impactful blows on on. Colby's body, and as a result, Colby dropped his hands, and Usman was able to land a lot more head strikes as the fight progresses. I'm not expecting Tyron to land near the amount of volume that Kamara, Kamara did, but he needs to make that the shots that he does throw counts, and I do think that those shots uh, should primarily go to the body or the head. On the Covington side, as a southpaw striker, Woodley being orthodox, I think that Colby could have a lot of success uh, with the body kick. On Tyron, I think that'll tax the cardio of, of Tyron even more as the fight progresses. Uh, in addition to that, he hasn't shown to be uh, an excessive late kicker, has Colby, but I do think that he could kick 
uh, Tyrone's legs. He showed some susceptibility to that against Gilbert Burns last time out. And like I said, he has the volume uh, and, and good enough technique. His technique has actually tremendously improved through the years as Colby's. I remember just looking at his fight against Damian Maya versus, you know, just his last fight against Kamara Usman. The striking technique has improved so much. Uh, so technical proficiency-wise, I think that Colby could compete there with Tyron. And Tyron's not exactly a guy, like I said, who's known for going out there and methodically picking the apart the opposition for five rounds with his technical striking or anything like that. So really, Colby's just got to worry about the big shot. Um, cause like I said, I just don't think he's, he's going to be timid in, in striking exchanges against Tyron. And I just think that with Tyron's tendency, this isn't some kind of uh, secret that I'm exposing, but Tyron tends to back himself into the fence in, in pretty much all of his recent fights. And as a result, I do think that'll make it easier for Colby to clinch up with Tyron. Um, and as a result, he could be able to, to land more volume, uh, just make kind of an overwhelming fight for him, you know, utilize some trip takedowns. Colby's never shown to be. Uh, an elite top control wrestler. Oftentimes guys get right back up after he takes him down. But the good thing about that is he's got the cardio, tremendous amount of cardio for 25 minutes to have that style. Guys like Brian Barberina were able to get up about 12 or 13 times if memory serves. Uh, other fighters as well. We saw not too long ago, Robbie Lawler get up a bunch of times. Uh, a guy who's shown solid takedown, through, takedown defense throughout his career. Uh, even Rafael Dos Anjos as well. So Colby, I think he's going to mix in some takedowns, but I don't think he's going to do anything significant with it. I'd be pretty surprised if he could uh, mount Woodley like Burns and, and Usman did, but uh, just mix in some wrestling to, again, neutralize that power threat of Woodley um, and help him win rounds potentially more comfortably than, say, he otherwise would. Though I do think that he could win rounds uh, by just kind of outstriking Woodley, perhaps perhaps mixing in some clinch work um, and winning on the scorecards that way. So. It's uh, the, the odds are very wide for a reason. I think they're justified here. Like I said, there are some, I guess, uh, reasons to, to caution on the Col Colby side in terms of just, you know, him being like, you, you know, the uh, the most confident pick of the card or, or confident pick of the month or something like that. But uh, nonetheless, I do think that he should win here just as many more passive victory. I think that the intangibles, while they uh, certainly are, aren't uh, super encouraging on his side, I, I do think that they won't uh, hurt him to an extent to where, uh, it over overwhelms the, the stylistic matchup, which I think is very good for him. So the pick for me is going to be Colby Covington and what should be an awesome main event. Looking forward to it. Like I said, awesome card. Also, like I said, right off the top, um, featured on the Top Turtle and then they podcast Prelim Primer with Daniel Freeland. Uh, we'll post that on social media. Also, I hired a gentleman to update the website that I currently run. I did some updating myself. However, I just feel like it's a bit more better, a bit, a bit better rather, if uh, I hire somebody who's a professional at that and see what they could do. And I feel good that it's going to turn out really well. And uh, just wanted to throw that out there. So I'll be promoting that as well. Like I said, if you would like to, my, my bets uh, as well as my analysis and just Breakdowns for the entire event could be found as well. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at AJMMABetting, also on Instagram on the same handle. That'll do it. Again, the pick is Colby Covington to win in what should be a fun fight. And uh, wishing you all well. Take care.